Hello, people of the pod. We people are back for another week, another episode, another chat of discussing things that we randomly see on the internet. That's apparently what I think we're turning this into because yes. we see things I think we are. We randomly things. on the internet we pay that attention. we want to talk about. Right. Hi, Victor. What's going on? That's Chrissy, and we've also got the bear. That's me. I'm the bear. Your voice got deeper there. It did. It did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how I picture a bear if it could talk, would talk. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were going to growl or something because like, you like to make weird noises <laughs> <He's> like, randomly. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that did not sound that like a bear. That was like a cross between Donald. The that's actually, that's Simba's baby, baby roar. Oh, yeah. When he's yeah, a baby. Right. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. That's how yeah. he does it. It's a little throaty. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, people. All right. We are chatting this week about, uh, like I said, stuff that we saw on the internet. We have an episode of... Stuff. It's going to be eclectic. Yeah. We have some... (laughs) We've actually all come across separate reels together. Sometimes the same reels. It's like we're looking at all the same shit. It's It's almost like the internet The internet has us pegged. (laughs) Almost. I think Meta's got us. And... uh, we're going to discuss some things that we saw on the internet, some reels, and we're going to talk about uh, how they infected us. And uh, we have some questions that Did we're you going say to infected make. or affected. I think we're becoming zombies. Is what we might saying. be. Yeah, yeah. That's bro. I hate zombies. So. We talked about this off air previously. I feel like zombies are like legit. Like that's like zombie <laughs> movies <laughs> freak me out. I enjoy watching. Did them. you watch The Last of Us? And now you're freaked out. No, I. I think The Last, Last of, of Us was, was the most, most legit, incredible. Yeah. Zombie scenario that I've ever heard. Agreed. Maybe I, I gotta watch that. And one. I and I, I don't really watch. A, I don't watch a lot of movies. It's not, it's a, not movie. a movie. Oh, what is it? It's a TV it's a show. TV show based off what, a video. What are game? the other options Can if you it's not a movie? Get it together. It's also a video game. <laughs> it's both of those things. It is. It was a video game first. They did a great job bringing it to video TV. Video games anymore either. Nobody's asking you to play a video game. Go watch the show. It's great. It is yeah, but really is it good. like you need to read the book? Nope. No, so man. Like, no, no. You know, I don't think anything. Game. I don't think anything new these days. It's there and ready to sell to a wide. Yeah, they're not audience. expecting us idiots. So to no, read you books. don't need to have read the book <laughs> so or played the video game. This was not planned conversation, but I'm going to ask you anyway. It's weird. Has this the happened? Last of Us. So what? Why does that one real? Blanket more because real? they they do like an interview at the very front of the TV show back in the seventies or, or eighties. Something. And I'm not I'm not spoiling here. This is something you get into very very quickly. Um, and they start talking about the, uh, uh, it's mold, right? Fungus, yeah. Fungus that, that gets inside insects and ants. literally controls them. The one that ants. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Other, other insects, insects, too. It's not too. just ants. Yeah. Oh, it's other insects? Yeah. I didn't know that. So it, it gets, and the only thing that has kept them from hopping into humans is because our body temp is too high. It'll kill off that, that sensitive fungus at that point. So... The premise is it adapts to Correct. be able to survive Correct. The premise is if that thing adapts to just like two degrees higher or whatever due to global warming and, and et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Yeah, and that's how we all turn into fucking fungus zombies. Right. So, so now that fungus can get into people and it turns them into zombies. And different, like slightly different types. And I, I love this one too because they bring out like the boss level zombie. Dude, it's which nuts. You but anyway, have. the show's really good and you should watch it. It's got, um, it's really what's good. his face in it? Uh, Pedro Pascal. Pedro 
Pedro. Pedro Pascal. Pedro. I have to, uh, yeah. Highly okay. recommend. Now, I thought the 28 Days Later one was pretty uh, valid that. as well, yeah. where yeah. it's like a Aren't form of rabies from they're doing animals. 28 years later over. now or something. Did you I don't know. Yeah. So you think zombies would be, because they're like fast zombies. Those zombies but are But that's like, that the only ones fear. I think are I don't real. Want fucking because fast the slow zombies, moving, man. reanimating corpses thing, like how is the tissue even functioning at that point, especially yeah, when I think half the body's gone or the arm's severed? I think the speed thing of that came from like scary movies like Jason or wherever he's not particularly fast chasing you but it's like terrifying that he's yeah. slow and I feel like they transfer that over into zombies it could be um, but also fast zombies freak me out too any speed zombies I'm, I'm not the, <laughs> any I'm, speed I'm not the least zombie. bit afraid of slow moving zombies you can walk around that crowd uh, kill them at your leisure kill them you know? at your leisure it's the fast moving zombies that it's are gonna fuck you up of the slow ones that's the issue just avoid the mass like they can't sprint after you as a mass you know what I mean I don't know, man. Just walk in and out, push them aside, whatever. Push them aside. <laughs> push them aside. <laughs> You'd be dead so fast. You'd be like, look, I can walk right. Look, they're not even. Oh, watch wait, me. Watch wait, me. Wait, I mean, hold, hold on. Hold on. Ah! They can't sudden, even bite you quickly. Like, if one grabs you, it's going to be slowly moving in for the bite. Slowly. Oh, my. This is ridiculous. Just <laughs> slap them off of you. You know, break some fingers or whatever. I'd set a whole bunch of trip lines because they're all going to trip. Yeah, that's true. They're probably not great at the. Spatial dexterity no. situation. Spatial dexterity. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we were going to talk about some things that we saw oh on the internet before God. we were distracted well, by zombies. Before we do that, yeah. how are you Not guys zombies. doing? That's well? well? true. I feel like doing I haven't well. seen you guys in yeah, a while. Yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah, doing, doing well. Doing how's, good. How's the movies? Movies are, are great. I got a lot more play in this movie than I had expected to. I only expected a, a few days on set, but I've... Uh, Already in as a stunt double for one of the main actors. I've got a few Ooh, days that's of, of Did they fall yeah. in love with your charming face? Uh, well, technically, it's his face, I guess, if it's on camera. Dang. You know. <laughs> yeah, 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 and, uh, you know, the a couple of The back of your head so. is ridiculous. Is Are you allowed to say who you're the double for? I don't know. So it's probably so safer yeah. if I don't. Just don't say yeah. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Got it. I like to give less information out as far as that goes. But Basically, Michael's famous. So that's yeah. all you need to <laughs> so know. So famous, you don't know what's my face you're seeing. So yeah. famous. So I've got no a good handful of days on, on that set, and I have a few more to come. That's all on the stunt side of things, which is just super fun for me. I really enjoy the, the stunt performing roles. That's yeah, cool. it's pretty cool, yeah. man. That I feel like that's cool. so up your alley. <laughs> what I'm about, so, so with, the, with the strikes and stuff happening... What do we think is going to happen there? Uh, that's a great question. I don't think this strike is going to be resolved very quickly, mm. unfortunately. Which strike is this? The SAG strike. They did the Writers Guild strike, the WGA. Are now, they still on strike, aren't they, the writers? Or is that... I don't know. Get, For some reason, I feel like they settled, but they might, they they might not have. They I feel might like not. I didn't hear anything about it, but... Yeah. Yeah. So now it's the, the SAG union strike, which covers the, the actors and stunt performers and things like that. And yeah, so, I think AI is also getting involved in there. Because well, that's, like, that's been the biggest issue with everything. So a lot of the stuff that the uh, directors, producers, whatever in the studios are doing is they want to be able to scan the face of a stunt performer, background, whatever... Um, and use that forever in any way they want to use it without paying yeah. said background or, or actor beyond that that point. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I saw that, 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 too, like, with the writers and stuff. The big issue, I mean, I don't know. I don't know nothing about nothing about any of this, but it's the same kind of idea. Yeah. It's all technology-based. Yeah, AI is sampling everyone's things and using it, right. but and no one's getting credit for, for it. it. And then they're also, but then I saw it was also for sh uh, the streaming stuff. They're not making any money when it goes in the, like, they're selling, like, a, a show to Netflix, mm -hmm. and then the writers don't get anything off of mm. that, that big old chunk. The, of it. the streaming services have, have a lot of issues, and that's, that's why this, this SAG 
strike is going as well because the stunt performers and actors and such are not being paid well enough for stuff going to streaming. And when you look at the salaries for these these heads of these streaming services, oh, gonna be they're making hundreds of millions of dollars per year. Just that the head of yeah. the, the streaming service, like what? Who delegates I mean, everything and probably doesn't do anything, right? Right, mm-hmm. but you, you look at what SAG is asking for comparative to what the streaming services bring in as a whole equates to about point zero two percent. Damn, I heard, and that would fix it of of the total revenue, and that's it. That gives that gives us what what we feel would be yeah, you know, fair and normal. And people are are looking at. So wait, well, so are you going on strike then too? I have to be on strike. I'm part of the SAG union. Oh. Yeah, but th- this movie that I'm in got a waiver because it's not part of the AMPTP. Um, Watch your mouth, man. We're I'm on a sorry. podcast. Dude. I know it's you know, flagrant acronyms. <laughs> flagrant. <laughs> so acronyms. people, you you see a lot of stuff on social media where like people are like, "Well, these actors are are so selfish, et cetera, et cetera." But it's literally eighty seven percent of of people in the SAG union do not even make the the twenty seven thousand dollars a year necessary to get medical benefits. Um, it's like the one or two. Sounds like that union needs to work a little harder. That's you know what, what they're saying? trying. <laughs> Jeez. So that means only 13% of, of SAG is actually making a, a living off of you know what they're doing. And it's like 2 or 3%. That's the super famous stars that are making multi-millions. Like that's yeah. not the average person just literally trying to work. And, and That's all industries, though. I mean, that's the business owners in general. There's like... Two, three percent that are like booming multi businesses, yeah. like killing it. Yeah. yeah, that's every business. That's so you're every. just trivializing what we're going through. Hundred percent. Oh, fine. You guys <laughs> make movies for a living and want to get paid. Pacha says the musician <laughs> who strums the guitar right. for a living. <laughs> yeah, it's hard work and hours on our level. You know, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. So I, I don't know. After this movie, this strike could be going on for, for a while because of the, the AI stuff and finding a, a place for that. Because I think AI, even at this point, is not full yeah, artificial intelligence. It's n- kind of plagiarism. To, it is, They're taking yeah. pieces from different stuff that they can find online and putting it all together. I mean, it's taking, it's not just like sampling people's writing, but it's sampling people's art. Yeah. And it's taking famous people's faces and doing whatever the fuck it wants with right. them. And it's like, how do we draw a line and where do we draw it? Right. And yeah. AI Drake is like the famous... Example, right? They did a AI a song, a Drake song. No shit. A, and did the Didn't whole they thing like with AI, AI an entire like um podcast? Uh, what's his name? Who does podcasts that people like? Rogan. That one. That can, that oh, guy. That, that, that one. Guy. Yeah. That the doesn't. That didn't, didn't they so, do like a whole Rogan fake Rogan podcast and like an AI generated? I think oh, so. I didn't see that. So it's like you can do anything, and you, it's like where can. do you draw the line? But but it's if it's not true AI that's actually generating things, like there has to be a, a, a line being yeah. drawn here, especially when you're coming to. Jumping into people's livings and, and even if it is true AI, like I can't. That's a impersonation. Like I can't go and impersonate somebody and expect to get paid like they do. No, I don't mean impersonating you using somebody's likeness or face or whatever. I mean just purely generating something new. If if a true artificial intelligence has brought something else new totally out new. there that's yeah. not mm. some somebody else's work, then yeah, all right, I, I can't really fight against that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But if you're taking people's likenesses and faces and, and just making money off of that, that's, like yeah, no, yeah, yeah. You, you, yeah, it's a problem. To, to pay those same people, it's an absolute fraction of what you'd be making. The heads are going to be making off of that as it is. So it's just it's absurd to me to not pay people uh, what they're worth at that point. Yeah. I mean, that's a story as old as time. I mean, that's why unions existed to begin with. Yeah. Right? The heads of... Ever- you ever see that movie Newsies? It's one of my favorite yeah. kids' I movies. haven't watched that in forever. I've actually kind of wanted to rewatch. I that. love that movie so much. That's, that it's movie. a Disney movie. What? 
You've never seen Newsies? It's about young. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, you are so young. It's got it's got Christian Bale. Christian Bale, in it. yeah. It's, like a baby Christian names? Bale. A baby Christian <laughs> yeah. Bale. And so they're they're a bunch of kids that you know deliver newspapers and you know there's when newspapers were first. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And they would walk around to live in New York. Mm-hmm. Would walk around deli- selling papers. They'd have to buy the papers from yep. the newspaper place oh. for like a penny, and then they upcharge s- them. Oh, and then they would sell, or they would buy them less for less than a penny. They'd buy like twenty five papers for like. 15 cents or whatever mm-hmm. and then they'd go and sell a penny a pape okay and they'd have to walk around and that's the only way that the newspapers sold money was with these newsies but they refused they increased the price of the papers mm. and they refused like they were trying to take advantage of the newsies of like the thing and they were like and so they created i think one of the first unions or whatever <laughs> but they went because they were kids yeah they were all kids. They were all like homeless and runaways and like they were just yeah. all these kids that did this and they unionized and that's what this whole movie is about. Cute. Maybe I should watch yeah, this movie. Yeah, it's cute. It is. Is it cute, Michael? It's cute. cute. And it's, it's uh, you know, why am I spacing on the word? They're singing a lot in that. A musical. 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 There yeah. it is. They're, They're singing, singing a lot. lot There's in music that. applied to it. It's a musical. <laughs> I can't see. be. Could make that jump. That does sound <laughs> Disney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's really good. The music is actually really good. Uh, I. Yeah. Anyone remember what year this movie might have come out? I don't want to talk about it. Cause it's got to be the 80s. I do. I want to talk about right. it. <laughs> it's got to be, I mean. 80s to 90s-ish. What's your guess? I'm going to Google it, but what's your guess? I'm going to guess it mind? wasn't in the 90s. 91. Really? Yeah, it's probably like early. Well, Christian Bale is like our age. Yeah. So he was like 13, so that makes it like 20. Wait, was he 13 in the movie or was he 13 for real? Because oh, nowadays you have thirty year olds so playing hard fourteen to know. year olds. I know. Yeah, that's I fair. Know. That's not nowadays. That's that's also a pretty common thing too. That's very confusing. That's why I just said nowadays. Of course it's common. <laughs> <laughs> I meant prior to nowadays it was common. I mean they used to have men playing women's roles back in you know Shakespeare's time. So you know, uh, good old Shakespearean times. Yeah, because women nineteen hundreds. Weren't al- <laughs> women weren't allowed to be actresses. I know. I know that. I was. Sounds about right. I had Since public schooling and all. I figured. <laughs> That's part of the education you get when you're uh, mm-hmm. inducted mm-hmm. in the union. <laughs> Read Let's this start book. with Shakespeare. Let's <laughs> start with Shakespeare. Pass him out. <laughs> Wait, who did stunts back in those days? So while I'm looking up the uh, this, let's uh, go through the reels. Uh, of We each found a reel that we kind of got into. And did we? Did I find a reel? Some, I don't yes. think you did shit, Michael. Oh, God. Yeah. All right. I watched the reels you guys sent. Yeah. Yeah, but you were talking about... Never mind. I talk about a lot of things, Vic. You do talk nonstop and does not remember anything he talked about. That's so true. Mm -hmm. (laughs) At least half of the things that come out of my mouth, I do not remember. But it's all gold. Gold. (laughs) But it's all gold. (laughs) So, Chrissy, go over uh, the the one that you sent us. All right. So I sent them a video recently. I have not seen the original video. I was watching. um, Because we refused to kind of see the original. Yeah, I don't want to see it. It sounds sad. Um, But I was. It's a guy that I follow. is it Squat University? Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's it, not the guy's actual name. <laughs> First name Squat, last name <laughs> University. <laughs> um, so he was doing basically an educational video about a recent tragedy that happened to an influencer whose name was... Anyone? 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 It was Asian. What's it? I thought his name was like Johnny. <laughs> yeah, Johnny like Asian. Johnny. I think. Asian. Um, I here, I'll Filipino, look at his name. Oh, Mike, you're pretty good, man. Woo. 92. It came out in 1992. Oh, okay. uh, his name is Justin. Vicky. 
See, Vicky, that's a <laughs> very traditional Filipino Asian name. name. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> he was 33 years old and he was squatting like 460 something, I think, is what it was, like 462. Um, and he. Is that actually two pounds? Was not using. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is, yeah. yeah. He wasn't using any safety bars in, his, in that Which particular that video. Right. At least from what I could see on it. Yeah, it, we only saw like a screenshot of the setup. We did, did not, not look watch like you had the video. safety bars set up. Yeah. And the guy spotting him was not spotting him appropriately. So we are going to touch on the right and wrong ways to spot someone. Um, And basically what happened is he failed the lift. He fell backwards into his spotter. His spotter was not set up to... It was holding his arms, basically. Appropriately spot him. He was, instead of... We'll get into it, but he had his hands, like, under the bar. Like, he's going to somehow curl or press 460-something pounds. So the bar proceeded to fall forward onto Justin's neck and it fractured his cervical cervical spine spine. and they weren't able to save him and he passed away. So super shitty. And since we saw that reel, it kind of affected us. We were chatting about it. We wanted to go over all the, so we talk about all the major lifts all the time. Mm -hmm. And, but what we don't ever talk about is if you're not the person lifting weights and you're there helping out, how do you help out effectively? How do you spot somebody effectively? Because that's kind of vital. And I don't even, like we talked about, we saw that you sent me that video and I went, I wouldn't have known where to be for that spot. No, If somebody had asked me for a spot, I would have done the same thing. I wouldn't have known. Mm-hmm. Most of the time when you're, you're, somebody's asking you for a spot, it's I mean, if someone I'm, asked me to spot them 462 pounds, I'd be like, find someone larger than me. <laughs> I'm not going to help Which if you think you. about the <laughs> spotting in general, somebody who's lifting close to a weight that they can, that's their max that's weight. That's true. You don't need much extra effort to help somebody finish a lift. Right. However, in this scenario, he literally missed the lift and went backwards, which does happen. doesn't mm-hmm. matter how experienced you are. And so at that point, having that guy behind him in the wrong spotted area, almost holding him upright so the bar can then fall on his, his neck, like that's just not the, the right Yeah, so to like be. the correct way to spot this is like your hands would be underneath his arms, almost on his chest. Correct. You're ready to actually grab the because chest you're, and Because you're going to help almost. this person stand back up with the weight on his back, right? Because like, they're still pushing most yeah, of it. Yeah, he can lift most of that weight, right? If, like, if not all of it when he's yeah, not missing he's, the lift. He's, yeah. you know, he's failing for one reason or another, whether right. he missed a lift or... Or it, just wasn't it moved his day a little. Or, it wasn't yeah. his day. Whatever. So you are just adding a little bit of extra, you know, help mm. to get that. Yeah. yeah, to get that back up. So if your hands are on the bar, you're not helping him. No. And so I wouldn't recommend anybody who's a novice squatting somebody on a max squat attempt. Yeah. Because it's it's spotting, very technical. Yeah. Somebody. Because you think, you think about when you're behind somebody, one, you're getting close. The average person is just not that comfortable doing that in general. But having your arms around somebody ready, so had had he been in that right position, knew what he was is doing. Is that why you hug people all the time? Because you're so used to spotting them that you're just that's, like that's oh, got to be it. It's got to be. It's like a hug, always... but from the back, totally normal. <laughs> <laughs> so for somebody who was experienced, the second he started to lose that lift backwards, then that person's chest from behind can be on his on chest his, to keep him forward. And you got the support up underneath the arms and the chest to keep that going up. Yeah. Because if he wasn't close enough and was still trying to spot that direction as this guy went backwards and missed the lift, mm-hmm. he still might have ended up trying to hold him upwards and then the bar still could have gone down over his neck. So it's there's a lot of variables there. So being there and being ready and being aware of, of your positioning and how you need to spot somebody... I just wouldn't recommend for that scenario for a novice lifter to be. Yeah, it's definitely frustrating because, like, this guy is lifting pretty fucking heavy weight. You think that he would have 
people in his corner that have done this and like know what they're doing right. and, and they're looking two, they're out. Or two people. Like well, for that, for that way, and you have one on each side yeah. if, if that's available. Or if you don't have that available, I prefer even my max attempts. I don't want a spotter. Because at any point, I can dump the weights mm-hmm. or I can slowly lower myself down onto the safety bars and just set it down. Uh, but on the same note, I don't do a lot of absolute max effort lifts. And this is another recommendation, too. I, nobody who's a beginning lifter or even novice lifter or is just lifting to be in shape and be strong needs to do max effort lifts. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, like, look, if you're competing... And that's what you're competing that's for. Absolutely. If that's different, but if that's not where you are, no, that's not just ego just lifting. Like yeah, yeah but, and, and it's and dangerous. There are, but Sometimes it's, it's still impressive. To, it's still impressive to do a three rep max, but yeah. you're going to have a little bit more control, and you can kind of guesstimate what your one rep max is at that point. Um, it's just not necessary, and it is purely ego driven. And and not saying that that all ego driven things are are bad because. Once you start getting strong and getting addicted to it, you're like, fuck, I wonder, I wonder what I could lift. Mm-hmm. I wonder that a lot. I'm just terrified of hurting myself. Right, right. exactly. But I, as a, I've gone through this, I'm like, I wonder, like, I feel stronger. Like, yeah. I wonder what I could actually do now. And so there is a big part of me that I'm like, I just want to find out. I want to see what that is. I want to feel what that feels like. Right. And then I can, I can easily see, and not even an ego, I don't, maybe it is ego, but I just want to know what I'm capable of. And, like, not because I need to post it on social media and be like, I just lifted this. Like, to me, that's the ego side of it is when right. you need everybody else to know. Yeah, I need it and want to know for me. That's, that's, that's a crutch to, that. to think about it like that way because it, it, yeah. it is still ego-driven even when it's you on your own, just knowing what you can do at that point. And, I'm not again, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. That's what, you know, when all of our ancestors, what pushed them to do crazy shit and travel across the land with no safety and, mm-hmm. and to figure shit out. Like, that's what drives us as humans. But there's, there's a balance to that that drive because again if you're nowhere near competing they have one yeah. rep max calculators that you can get pretty close to what, That's what, I'm what saying. you can Do actually that, lift you know? at one rep are they pretty accurate those the one the, they're, the they're cal- okay because i see in we use the the my not my fitness pal what's the other the trainer eyes yeah. in trainer eyes they based off of what i've lifted right. and how mm-hmm. many reps i've done if you want it to it be really accurate you should go for like a three rep max yeah, the closer you get to that one rep max, the, the more accurate it's going to be. Yeah, you, three rep, you can rep. do it for three reps, and it's pretty fucking heavy. You know, that's good. It's less ego-y because you're less likely to hurt yourself in that scenario, and then it'll give you a closer calculation. Yeah. And I've found, like, max. when I'm lifting heavy, a 10% weight drop generally equates to about one extra rep. So you can kind of work that in reverse, and if you just want to be safe without doing it, just assume, like, if you're doing a three rep max... And you want to know what you can lift one max? I would just add ten percent to be fairly safe on that that guesstimate, as opposed to going the full twenty, because that's going to be close, and your lift has to be perfect to hit that. I would just assume you could lift about ten percent heavier without much of a problem. That's a fairly safe assumption. Okay. You know, science and shit. Science and mathicals. Right. Mathicals. It's like testicles, but math. Right. Mm-hmm. Math testicles. Math testicles. Right. Yeah. So while we're talking about the spotting, I wanted to ask you, Mike. All right. So we just talked about how to properly spot for a squat, which I just don't think you should do. I've decided I didn't know I had that stance until right now. This in this moment. I just don't I don't think you should really squat or uh, spot a squat. Yeah, I mean, unless I you're like competing, it, that's the only time. Yeah. And I feel really like it's really hard. Like, I don't know. I feel like when I'm squatting, 
if I have somebody behind me or that close to make it effective, like I feel like I'm not going to lift as Yeah, it's weird, right? Yeah. yeah. You'd be surprised. It's, it's comforting if you have Unless trust Mike, in that person. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you have somebody who knows what they're doing and they're comfortable. I'd be like, oh, I fell. Oh, yeah. Michael, <laughs> catch me. I from fell. My phone. He's so strong. <laughs> <laughs> I've always depended on the kindness of strangers. <laughs> yeah, I... I just I don't think it's it's necessary. If you're you're pushing that, it's usually going to be a max effort set at that point. If you are training for something, you need that extra few, few percent. Sure, absolutely. But you want yeah, to make sure you have somebody scenario, real, maybe real if if you are going to be competing and you know that there's going to be a spotter up your ass, like maybe it's good to train with someone up your ass just so you're used so to you it. Learn. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah, otherwise, it's a joke there somewhere. But that's fine. No, it's not at all. <laughs> that is the joke. <laughs> the whole thing's the joke. Right. Although, as we're making all these jokes, it, it we. Our hearts go out to the family of the gentleman. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Nobody needs that. And I'm absolutely not trying to make light of that. That's that's tragic and is really, really shitty. And so continuing with what I was saying is let's go through. Considering he's someone that can squat 460-something pounds. That fucking sucks. And he didn't look like a a real big guy. He looked a little bit shorter. and and, I mean, he's built very, very well. He's probably got tree trunks for legs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but let's go through the other major lifts while well, we talk about all the time. How the, do we spot the majors? The bench press. So, 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 yeah. Generally, your, your bench you really press is going to be the one most people are, are going to see. Um, and getting really, really close, again, up front, you literally almost have whoever's face in your crotch by that I was point. just about to say, that's the there's, awkward, There's real no way around it. So you're trying to push your, your butt back what a little bit and get a good spotting strength. spotting is really awkward. <laughs> right, right. Uh, it can be a little awkward. Yeah. That's why most people don't ask for a spot. Yeah. <laughs> hey, will you put your crotch in my yeah. face? Thanks. So I, I, I tend to do hands over the bar um, with your, you know, pronated grip as opposed to, to you know, Supinated. looking like you're going to curl the, the bench press at that point. You're going to be able to get a little bit more open, wide, and get a stronger pull out of that. Kind of like a deadlift feel. Kind of, kind of. Maybe a little wider because it allows you to get a little closer to the bar at that point. Um, and again, bear in mind that anytime you're spotting somebody, if everything goes right, they only need like an extra five pounds of pressure from you at yeah. most. So, so a lot of people will look at, at the bar and be like, that dude's got 300 pounds on there. I can't spot him. I'm a 120-pound woman. Well, false. You can absolutely yeah, you spot him. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of, of... I mean, unless this guy's going to push 300 pounds and he's never done that before <laughs> in which his is, fucking which life. Which is very <laughs> different, yeah. <laughs> then which, you don't ask yeah. for... Uh, yeah, you know. then don't be can, hollering at me. You can generally me. tell when you have a super skinny guy hopping on that's yeah. overload the plate, but... Another thing is, like, don't touch people's bar. There's, like, a huge thing about this, but it, don't touch the bar. Establish the signal ahead of time. For me, I'll, I'll tell somebody, okay, like, I, you know, yeah. at that point, I need somebody to jump in, but I like to push out that, that rep, and sometimes... It, it'll surprised. take me People 10 seconds it. to finish up a full rep. But if the bar has not stopped and I'm still grinding for it, I do not want that bar touch. Yeah. It's a huge mental kick. As soon as somebody touched that bar, you'd be like, I fucking had that on my own. And now that rep was robbed from me. Yeah. I can't count this. It's, it's weird. But that's the kind of stuff that people get. So Talking do- about ego-driven, isn't that a little bit of uh, ego drive there? 100%. So what's the difference? I'm not saying there is a difference. I'm oh, not saying okay. it's not okay to do but those things if you lifting? choose to do that. Well, Slightly. it's not ego lifting if you're going to get the fucking lift. What's really annoying is if you are going to make that rep and someone touches the bar assuming that you're not going to make that rep and takes it from you. That's real friggin' annoying. It is. It is, it is slightly ego-driven, but it, I, I still, that's one that I, I saddle up on. Like, that's what I'm fine with because I know the reps I want to get. I want to struggle out with it. And that's... I, I think a lot of us have that in our nature. Like when you're in the fight, you really want to gut it out. 
Like you really want to finish that fight, and so having somebody else finish it for you, it makes I think it feel like it's taking it from you. In bench pressing, you're, the odds of hurting yourself in that scenario are a lot less. I was just about to say too. Can if you're struggling that hard, isn't there a likelihood that you can hurt yourself with that? In what way? I that I don't know. I'm asking you. Well, I, I I'm wondering what I know what you're going for here, Straining but I want to or popping a muscle or doing something or isn't there? I mean, I've I've seen somebody pop a chest muscle on bench, but you know they didn't do enough Ooh. warm up and they went yes. real real heavy and they just got after it. And plus, I'm pretty sure that dude was on gear too. Um, it's it's unlikely if you've spent the the years lifting up to that weight, you're also lifting within the range that that. You're capable of lifting. You've warmed up appropriately. There's just the right and wrong time to help someone. If they are still continuing a forward, upward motion, sometimes people think that someone, this is the thing, is that sometimes you'll see someone struggling and you're like, oh, they're struggling. I got to help them. And it's right. like, no, They'll man, the whole thing is a struggle, but right? That's also people. That's part of the gym is that you're struggling yeah, to adapt. Right. If the bar starts going down, if I'm starting to make negative or progress. Or pauses for long enough. Yeah. Sure. Or they just, you know, ask you for help. Like, when you're in a benching situation, like generally you can make eye contact with this person, you know, you can like, also just give a quick, okay. Yeah. You, you can, know, you, you can, can do it. You could say something at that point, even when you're, we're pushing or you can up, just lift your head up a little and tap their crotch. Cause they'll be right True. there. Right. Well, well you'd have yeah. to really get up there. Yeah. <laughs> Depends on the crotch. The crotch in question. Could be very short. So the likelihood of you hurting yourself with good range of motion and warm up and lifting within your means is very, very low. Um, yeah. Yeah. At yeah. That point. Now let's talk about another thing too. Do not put collars on, on bench. Yeah, that's good. A good oh, call. Do not collar ever put press. collars on bench. And I've been through military bases that force you to put them on. I'm like, what's a collar? Out of your minds. What's a collar? The weight collar locks the weights onto the bar. Yeah. Super so useful for squats or squats, deadlifts. Sure. <laughs> squats, squats are great for that. Deadlift, sure, because sure. you don't want the, the thing yeah. shifting. But on bench press, when you're lifting by yourself and you have collars on the bar and you fail a lift and that bar is stuck on your chest you're kind of stuck. And, and yeah. I've seen people try and ease their way out or really force the weight over and maybe they get it over or it's just the, stuck on. The point on. is if you don't have a collar I've known people have passed on. out with that under, but they also have the safety bars on the side, but it was enough to still compress their chest. Like, fuck. If you don't have the collars on, you can dump your bar Correct. to one side. That's why and I was telling I, you not I teach to do that. So that, that your plates come off and then you can The first time I go take somebody to bench press, I teach them that. I walk them into the scenario where they have failed. I don't tell them I'm going to do this. <laughs> and then I teach them how to get out. And so now you just rock to the side. That weight flies off. Be tense and ready. And it drops the, the other, other one way. drops the other mm -hmm. side, but you're out. Yeah, you're not trapped. And so once you know that you are never, ever trapped, you're not out, uh, you know, then there's this slight embarrassment to get over. But I'll tell you right now, anybody who has ever bench pressed over a, a decent period of time has been stuck under that damn bar. And so embarrassment really has no place in there. And the only people that are going to try and highlight that for you are laughing. You're honestly assholes yeah. who have likely been there multiple times themselves so they can fuck off. Yeah, they can't fuck off. Right. You tell them, Michael. Write that down. Yeah. <laughs> Write that, that down <laughs> and then hand them the note. Yeah, so that's a very <laughs> normal learning process thing, but if you, it's a bad learning process if you have collars on those bars. Got it. Um, but if you're spotting, like I said, this, so a lot of this is me asking a lot of questions because, A, I don't go to the gym all that often. I work out in my house, and so I don't... I think that's another thing spotters. about the bench press is that it's a very escapable lift if you do not have collars on. Without a spotter, right? Like if you fail your bench and you have your safeties on and you don't have your collars on, you can get out. So I think that's another reason why it's really annoying when someone grabs your bar before Correct. they have to. Because it's like, yeah. hey, man, I'm going to be all right down here. Right. You know what I mean? If I was to fail. But again, people, I've seen I people like a lot who, of who feel like the weight's yeah. just going to fly down on them. Yeah, like, yeah. It's not. It's you're, not. you're still moving. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And again, do not ever, ever look for the, I call it looking for the hooks. So when you're, you're struggling through your bench press, people will get... 
you know, three quarters of the way up and then start trying to push towards okay, the hooks. Drop it on your mm. face. Drop it on your face, on your yeah. neck, whatever. So you want to go to lockout, and if you can't get lockout, fail straight down. That's how yeah. you roll. That's yeah, awesome. and I feel like that's another good point, Michael. Good job. Yeah, okay, you. I feel like a lot of this, even the spotter, which is what it, like is people just don't know either. Mm-hmm. Like a lot, even people I feel like that have lifted a lot. You may not have spotted a lot of people. You don't know right. where to spotted be. Spotted less people than like I have fingertips. You that's know, that's what like, I'm I've, saying. Like <laughs> there's never time in the, the bar right, in, the, in, the, in the gym. The I, know, I was wondering that. Myself. Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't yeah. just go with fingers? Just yeah. Well, I have more fingers than I do fingertips. I so have more I fingertips than I do fingers. <laughs> How weird. I collect them. I collect them. <laughs> I have a bucket of fingertips. It's weird. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I am not a psychopath. Uh, all right. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, like I, I feel like if, if all the times I've been in the gym, I don't does, feel like anyone's ever asked me to spot them. I've, I've gone yeah, over yeah. and helped people who have the bars dropped My on brother them, is the only watching. person I feel like has ever been like, comes to find me in the house and was like, hey, come spot me. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> now, there's a difference in spotting uh, barbell bench press to dumbbell bench press. Now, I used to spot under the elbows for the longest time, but you should be spotting up under the wrist so it controls. Because hmm. if you keep somebody's elbows in line, but they're God, I hope no one ever asked me to back help on the dumbbells or out, they're going to lose that positioning. So giving that little bit of extra from the wrists is going to help go up through the path without any shakiness up top. Oh, I didn't even think about a spot with the dumbbells because you can just fail with them. Yeah, I, j- I guess you don't want to. I guess if you're lifting heavy enough, like you've seen some dudes that just grab like a hundred pound, you yeah. know, and I'm like, oh, I can bench press with a hundred. Yeah, yeah, but that's to me is like, I'm like, <laughs> please don't ask me to help you. <laughs> 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 I immediately moved to the other so side of the do? gym. Yeah. What would you do, Chrissy? If, if somebody asked, asked you me? and they're like, hey, can can you spot me? I'm like, oh, I want to go find you someone. I'll be right back. <laughs> you could do that. Or the other thing is, again, having that conversation. I'd be like, yeah. Michael! <laughs> <laughs> be like, yeah, I'll, I'll try and spot you as long as you know that if, if we can't both get it together, yeah. drop this way. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to help you that push plan. your hands the right yeah. way so you can just let go. <laughs> so yeah. having having that plan in, in checks, like you may be the only one in there. Maybe yeah. it's early morning. Maybe they really want to get those extra rep or two out. Yeah, I very quickly spot stopped them, speaking but English. Have, <laughs> but have, <yeah. laughs> No habla. Uh, you here, spot. Oh, he gave me charades. He gave me charades. Um, you, you can make that call. If you're just not comfortable, don't do it. If yeah. you're comfortable enough by, by trying to help and having a game plan for if that help fails as well, mm-hmm. I think that's the way to go. Yeah. All right. All right. So we moved on to the bench press. What is the next one? Dead, can you spot someone? I on think the best lift? way to no. spot someone on a no. deadlift is to just stand like way behind them. And if they're done, if they pass, yeah, out. They pass yeah. out, try to keep them from Which smacking the, the their pass head out on thing something. Is, I, I think because if you fail, it just falls. Right. right? Yeah. I found on some of my hardest deadlifts I've, I've had where it's taken eight to 10 seconds to finish that, that last rep. I just go to a knee. Yeah, I think that's smart. So I, I don't stand up and just yell at shit. I'll, I'll just I'll drop the weight and I'll go to a knee and just see where I'm at. And I, I've never been close to passing out, but I'd rather just err yeah, on the side. Yeah, but if you of, don't, I mean, I understand. I, this I can understand because if you're like, don't because I've passed out before, not from lifting, but I've just passed, and you don't realize that you're passing out until yeah. you passed out. No, Honestly, so with the deadlift, okay. it's slightly delayed. You know, so yeah. it's like you stand uh, up, you, you feel alright, and then all of a sudden you're like, uh oh. That kind of pass yeah. out. Yeah, you get the blood starting to rush back. You'll feel a slight twinge of of yeah. you know, lightheadedness. But as soon that as you that feel also comes with like max effort lifting in general. Yeah. So this is like arming yourself with the knowledge of oh, there's a possibility of passing out because you held your breath. 
you went through a really, really tough lift, just take a fucking knee. Yeah, it is smart. I think that for a lot of people, it's like they did the thing and they're like, fuck yeah. And they stand up and they're like, yes, I did the thing. You know, and that's really, and they drop. that's the problem. And see, this is where <laughs> I feel like a lot of people are failing. Okay. Because how many movies have you seen the superhero landing in? Right? Yeah. You take a knee. Take yeah. a knee. So, <laughs> if you drop the weight, you take a knee, and then you just you know, do a little <laughs> pump of the arm. Like, Argh! There's even pros that drop. Like, oh, they yeah. get the weight up. <laughs> I've seen body, like, didn't, strong didn't men. Uh, That's very rare. What are you talking about? No, I think I just saw. Yeah. I think it was a chick recently who competed and lifted pretty damn heavy. And I don't remember if she got the lift or not. I can't remember if, like. She got it or not, but she ended up like passing out and eating shit for So this, I mean, it could have been a competition. <laughs> Side note, so it does happen. Yeah. I just don't. Does it like happen it's- more often? I life see a lot of. Li- I, is this just like? Is this a ridiculous? urinating thing? Yes. Yeah, I was just that about is like to very, that. very common. Is that so common about in women? women? Yes. Yes. Women. Why okay. is it common in women? Because I see a lot of videos. First off. Why are you posting videos of people fucking p- pissing themselves out of people thing? post like, p- videos of themselves pissing themselves because the lift is impressive? Correct. It's a pelvic and floor it's, situation. It's more, it's more normal than you think it is because about thirty-ish percent. I don't remember the exact percentage, but it's in the thirties. About thirty percent of of women competitors in in powerlifting urinate on those lifts, and it is it is uh, a touch of pelvic floor. And there's weakness nothing they can and, do and about weight. it. Like that's just gonna no, happen. No, I I think you you could do. I mean, pelvic you can floor try to do pelvic floor, Yeah, but a lot of times, like if you've had kids, you know, sometimes there's like t- damage there that is like not gonna be fixable, and you're just gonna have to deal with that forever. But some people haven't had kids and still have this issue. True, and I, honestly, this a lot of people don't realize that you can strengthen as much as you can. Like there's, I mean, we could really dig into it. I've, I've done all the, the stuff they have. Like, but this, for me, it's like not something to be embarrassed. You can about. do weightlifting. There's there's vaginal weightlifting that you can actually do. Fascinating. Yeah, so they I'm have, not saying even embarrassed. Like I'm not. That's not, not where I was going with that. I don't want you to think that. I was saying it more of like I don't understand why. Like to me, it it seemed more like a sh- like shaming. Like people watch. Like people do things. shame because they don't know what's going on. I I watched the whole thread after the the latest one I watched it was not that long ago, and they're like, this is not okay, and I can't believe you know this is a thing, and nobody knows what's et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it, you have guys hopping in like, well, they you know they they we can't be making this like it's a normal thing, and this isn't okay, and they need to fix that. And like, all right, guy, like fine, there there are things that can be but done, that, but you have no place women, to be hopping in like that to to. That's why I was asking because I was like this. Because I've seen it's like multiple women. I'm like, this is is this it's, like a thing for women? So or is this like a- let's consider outliers, and there's going to be some percentage that that maybe there's nothing they can do. For the vast majority of of women that are going through that, most women do not do vaginal strengthening exercises or PC floor exercises. They, they have they have weighted uh, they have weighted uh, eggs that you can literally insert and hold in. This is a, I this was a, like, what? Wait. Yeah, this is an actual, it's an actual thing. And then you can up the weight as you go. So it's just like doing for, for men where you literally you, you get hard and then you do reps with a towel. You can increase the size of the towel. Wait, this, what, what the fuck? Is that a thing? It's a real thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's weird. But the egg thing you had no Well, the egg thing weird makes way more sense to me because the pelvic... lifting weights with your wiener? Yeah, because why? <laughs> we deserve healthy wieners too. I just... You're not pushing a baby out of your fucking wiener, it's, it's, so it's not that. But we have we have we have uh, areas in the penis that need to be you know filled with blood, and and you can still it, it creates better blood flow, better strength huh. down there, better control. Oh, uh, helps with the urethral sphincter as well. There is a sphincter up there that controls you know urine. So it's it's for both sexes. It creates a healthier atmosphere 
sexually. Um, yeah, because I've never seen a dude like caught, caught in its way. Yeah. <laughs> I can't be. I'm such a child. It helps fend off incontinence um, and it keeps males sexually active longer, longer and later in life as well. And there's only seven incontinence. So. And there is on record one male that did push out a baby through his wiener. So that's where this exercise is actually. I'm kidding. I'm makes sense. Kidding. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, well, I was just thinking in the lifting terms, like I think sometimes when chicks are lifting really fucking heavy, it gets to a point where like that's a lot of internal pressure that's happening, you know. And but that's just why like you talk about people bust, busting up, uh, you know, blood vessels, blood vessels yeah. in the face and such. There's there's a, a way to hold in your air. In, in the abdomen. And so it's once you've got the air in the abdomen, it's not, you don't just push out with, with, you know, uh, your pelvic floor at that point, that is still an internal squeezing to maintain that, that pressure inside. I'm just wondering, that's why pressure so on something's the bladder. Gonna give. If there is a weakness way. anywhere, something's going to give in that, in that whole chain. So do guys still piss themselves when they do it? Is it, or it's is it it's not as normal. Thing. I'm sure some why? do, but like, what is the anatomy and mechanic? Like I, now I, I'm not getting intrigued because like it, I mean, we're, Pretty, I mean, the pel- the pelvis is the only bone in the human body that is built differently between men and women. The your your pelvic bone right. is shaped differently. Yeah. It's the only bone in the human body that's shaped differently. Is that part of the reason where the muscles attached and how they attach to know, it that it pushes differently? I don't know because a male urethra is a little bit weird. What? Well, because it like shuts off. How dare off. you, ma'am? Sorry, <laughs> but it does, right? Like what doesn't mean it shuts off. Doesn't right semen comes out. And, and there's no urine coming out. Not right. while that's going on, but the common so fallacy is that you can't urinate with an erection, but you, you can. You can, yeah. I'm just wondering if, like, maybe that allows, I don't know, some kind of, like, a No, I, guess, I, I think seal. the urethral, and, and I, women have a urethral sphincter as well, um, and to bladder attachment, like, it's still just an outward force. I think you also nailed it with, you know, I, I think it's safe to assume that 30% of women... It's a lot have of have had babies or, yeah. or may just have a weaker seems like a lot. pelvic floor. Yeah. Seems like a high number. Is it? Is it a high number? I feel like it I don't know. That are lifting? There's lots of women. There's I mean, sure. 30%. Thank you for that stat. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of women. I th- I, I mean, I I don't know. There's there's you the know, average person does not spend time strengthening their pelvic floor. Yeah, now, yeah. you get some of that via lifting in general if you're bracing correctly and, and keeping everything tight. Um, but the average person is not doing that. So I think a, a 30% error on the side of having a, a slightly weaker pelvic floor, while all your other musculature is obviously strong enough to do these amazing lifts, mm-hmm. I think that's what's lending, uh, you know, causing so. these issues. And people who are listening to me fumble through this, you, you can comment. You, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they also, I'm like, just... all these women do pee before their lifts. Obviously. They're trying to avoid this. It just happens. just happens. There's always some urine left in the tank. Mm-hmm. Write that down, just Victor. just wild me. I, I, like, because at first I was like, oh, I don't know, I was grossed out. Because I was like, why? What happened? And then later, I mean, grossed out in terms of like, oh, that sucks. Not in yeah. terms of like, you shouldn't be doing like, not that kind of deal. But like, and then I saw another video, and then another video, and then I was like, "This has got to be a thing because it's and they're strong women who obviously mm-hmm. have oh, yeah. it's not the first time they're lifting, right? So obviously they would know like how and they cruise through it like it's nothing. Oh yeah, I I was watching the people in the background on that, and there was some guy ready to change the plates, and he didn't didn't Dude, move, they don't like even nothing. Flinch. It yeah. happens so often. No yeah. There's so much urine on that stage. There are some times, too, that it's so much pee that I'm like, are you sure you went potty before? (laughs) It's so much. (laughs) Oh, my God, Victor. Just saying. 
Just anyway, saying. let's move on. I don't let's know how we can pass. The, that's why you need a spotter <laughs> because if they slip and fall on their own pee, oh, you got to be there to catch them. Right? Is that how, no? Well, that's why you you deadlift barefoot so you have good contact <laughs> so with you the have good contact. Good call. <laughs> <laughs> that's also a good way to avoid athlete's foot. I think uh, Madonna <laughs> mentioned that way back in the day. Okay, um, <laughs> so we went through bench press. We did for deadlift. You don't basically don't don't no, get near them. Let them go. Be aware. I mean, the only thing you need to worry yeah. about on deadlift is is not continuing to try and lift through once your lower back is crossed that neutral platform. Now we're ego driven, and you just have to get the lift done. No, stop. And so you could not potentially call somebody out on that, like, up oh, back broke. Don't do it, kind of thing. And that it's more of a, a verbal and emotional spot at that point than a, yeah. a physical one. Um, yeah, because you can really hurt your back doing that shit, man. Yes, you can. Well, unless you've trained up for that. So a lot of people don't think you can train the spine uh, in a curved position, but the spine is meant to lift under load with a curved spine as well. Now, so you see these strong men lifting Atlas stones. That is not your pure deadlift position at that point. Um, and That's is, true, is it yeah. The, the Jefferson, Jefferson curl, I think, where you, you can stand on a box. Uh, you can use kettlebell, barbell, whatever, and work up to it, where you will lower yourself one spinal vertebrae at a time all the way down to a good stretch so your hands are at foot level or below, mm-hmm. once you're flexible enough. And then you curl slowly up mm-hmm. with every vertebrae back to a standing position. So you're now training the spine to, to take load uh, in a curved position at that point, but you would work that up just like you would any other lift. You want a healthy damn spine? I you start say, doing that. I don't know if you would know this, but would that help over time with like disc degeneration? Would that help it? Hurt it? I, I mean, I'm not Obviously a doctor. You don't really know. Yeah, I think it would. Think I honestly it think it would. So for for a lot of people with degenerative disc um, issues. Strengthening the the connective tissue around that and not staying in those those I feel um, like less improper would be posture on the type stuff because the muscles will take more of that weight. Because mm-hmm. my back, I have back issues as we've talked about a million times, and as I've gotten stronger, I'm having less Correct. less pain. That's so good. the muscle is taking control or uh, some of that pressure off of my right off of me. I f- that I mean I'm assuming that's what's happening. Yeah, it's taking more support. But as your posture yeah. gets better, then your spine is. Not going through the entire day in in a less optimal because I have position. I have noticed because I shoot a lot of pool as you guys know, and when I shoot like for a long period of time and my back starts to fatigue, yeah, my back starts to hurt more as it gets tired. Right, so my, the muscles aren't able to work as well to support. There's it. also something too when you you've gone through pool so much that you might not be taking what you've learned from lifting into the pool table. There should be a slight flex on your abs anytime you're leaned over, mm-hmm. um, to make sure that you're more stable and in position. Ah, yeah. So just sense. leaning over and, and just using the table and still making these micro movements as you adjust and move, your back is going to take the brunt of that while your core is not tight. I am going to make so many more shots now. You probably will. Yeah, I'm not even joking. No, like, I know. So being support, I didn't even because I didn't even like you know you just I'm just shooting, so I'm focused on the right. ball and stuff. But so that didn't even cross my right. mind until and, you just said it. But that now that clicks, and I'm like, I fell off balance, yeah. and I that old. What's interesting is that we all back. we don't not, which is annoying, I guess. We don't necessarily do things in the correct posture just naturally because over the years we've just done it a different right. way. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times it takes a lot of active thinking to be like, oh, all right, absolutely. I'm doing this thing, actively think about doing it with the correct posture and then it'll become more habit it does on the front end it's a little annoying but it it's is worth a building annoying. the habit because at a certain point you won't have to think about it anymore you just sort of naturally do it that's like you should be walking around that's sport in general mm-hmm. that's yeah. all sport you should be walking around on a regular basis with about a 20 percent ish flex in your abs 
on a regular damn basis. It's a basis. weird percent to try to think about in my brain. I know. Yeah. I love that you randomly picked numbers. That I didn't randomly. That's, like that's from a, uh, Becoming that? a Supple Leopard. That was uh, On a star pretty, scale? How many stars of, of Flex do you think that is? I would say one out of five stars. Okay. Because right. that's precisely 20%. Uh, one out of five stars. <laughs> because that is precisely <laughs> 20%. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so Victor. maintaining that, that light flex just keeps you more supported in pretty much every movement that you're doing at that point. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, right. Do you want to talk about your double, my, double bicep video that you're Kelly traumatized Sterrett. by? That's your rope becoming a supple leopard. Oh. I, so, I, yeah, I want to keep going through the major lifts, though. We, did we oh. get through all of them? What's, can you spot somebody on a pull-up? They just fall. Uh, Absolutely. You, you can, can spot, spot them on, on an overhead press-ish. Oh, yeah. How do you spot somebody on an overhead press? Same kind of deal wrists, but they're, what if they're taller than you? There's another reason no one's going to ask me to spot them. You could have them them sit, or you just don't really worry about that spot because it's it's too awkward and makes too big of an issue. You could also get up on a box if you really wanted to get that forward with it and have the height for it. Yeah, Um, I just feel like you can dump that lift pretty easily. You can really... You can dump the squat pretty easily, yeah, too. Yeah, I agree so with that. It really but comes down to what somebody wants. If, if in their head, do I have to get all these reps out? Yeah. Or is it more important just to push within what we always try and push, that one to three reps of failure mm-hmm. and call it good? Because that's a quality set right there. You can spot on chin-ups. Um, I usually go to the lats, or you can use the, the feet, although I've kind of gotten away from the feet. So if they cross their ankles, you can hold underneath the ankle on the bottom mm. and just go with them. And you tell them that you push here when you need it. So they'll get a sticking point, and you're already up with them, and you just hold tight while they push against that so they can push themselves oh, a little cool. bit of the way up. That's kind of like those machines that take away some of your body weight. Kind mm-hmm. of, but you're, you're going through a more natural range of motion in your pull-up or chin-up when those machines keep you in a fixed one. Yeah, and I think the bands are also putting like a constant pressure they on your foot. They are a little foot, bit. I, so I, I nice. prefer using negative reps to get people to be able to do pull-ups. Uh, pull-ups and chin-ups as opposed to using bands now if you just want more volume on the the rough musculature then sure bring in some bands after your your strength-based portion of the the workout and then blow it out with some volume what does adding the volume do what does that do for your muscles and helps them adapt and pushes you more into a hypertrophy zone so you can potentially build a little bit more muscle builds a little more uh muscular endurance so again, when we talk about hypertrophy and building muscle, it generally will come down to the calories um, and protein in line to, to foster that growth. Speaking of calories, so we got through these. I, I don't want to talk about that preacher curve, but I want to talk about the other video that I sent you guys. <laughs> okay. So I don't want to talk about what you want me to talk about. I don't want to talk about something else. Well, because it's traumatic. I, <laughs> ordered, I saw this video and I was dying. I sent it to you guys. And we actually, usually we send reels back and forth to each other and it's like a comment here and there. But we all, com- that was one of the ones that we all commented on at, about this video. So it was a reel that I watched for, on ESPN talking to an NFL player <laughs> and I realized oh, yeah. that Mike could have been an NFL football player. Dude, I mean, I had I mean, never... let not get carried away with that jump. <laughs> this <but>. guy <laughs> really nailed Michael's diet. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> so there was an interview, Kevin Garnett, um, for those of you that don't know, is a Hall of Fame basketball player, but he has a uh, podcast talk show thing that he does on the, online. And he had DK Metcalf, who is a wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, and an That's all-star. football, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> He's an all-star, like, elite player for the Seattle Seahawks. When he came out, there was all this talk about his, like, how ripped and his body type. And he was, he, he's this big, huge, he's muscular dude. Yeah. Well, they talked about, he's like, oh, uh, what, what about his diet? And he said that he really likes candy. And he's like, oh, so he like, he's like, no, I eat like 
He says a I, bag eat, of candy. I eat one meal a day in yeah. three or four bags of candy. Right. And Kevin Garnett got it. <laughs> His face is like, funny. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, what? He's like, like, I mean bags of candy. Yeah, what, you, what <laughs> kind of candy? Are we bag? talking about like hard candy? He's like, no, gummies. And I'm I was a gummy like, guy. No, I was no, like, this oh guy's my, my spirit animal. For real. And he started talking about the gummies that he gets. He's like, well, like yesterday. Yeah, I, for this, the first part of this, not even going into the candy, yeah. he drinks a coffee for lunch. Yeah. A Starbucks high calorie coffee is all he drinks. That that he gets when he gets hungry for right. lunch, and that one coffee holds him over. For, he said for like three, four more hours. That's yeah, wild I thought that me. was so weird. Me too. I was like, I don't feel like a Starbucks coffee would hold uh, me up. Maybe a, if it's high calorie it. enough. It's got the high fat in it. Yeah. I do calorie. realize when I drink the like the energy drinks, I'm it, that curbs my appetite as Caffe- well. The caffeine, caffeine is an appetite that, suppressant. Yeah. Okay, so but so he drinks a coffee. I would love to know what his coffee order is just randomly. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I, was I should hit him up. Too. Whatever seasonal like, latte. Yeah. Is, I'm yeah. Sure. He's so, like, I get the pink, uh, ca- the unicorn frappuccino. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, that makes sense. It <laughs> makes sense. So he drinks his one coffee, goes a couple hours, then he gets hungry again at like four o'clock ish, three, mm-hmm. four o'clock. So at noon is when he has it. He gets up. He said he does two workouts in the morning. Fuck. And then after his second workout is when he gets hungry. That's when he goes, gets coffee. And around 3, 4 p.m., he goes and gets candy and he said yesterday that when he was the, the day before this interview he had gotten skittles gummies skittles gummies yep. which are good and some they other bag of gummies lifesavers i think or yeah something. lifesaver gummies. gummies so he's and on he the non-quality the gummies you I gotta like go hair both of those gummies. They're, no, no, they're good but he's leaving out the actual german that was just one day gummies that was just one day i mean that's the not thing what he is does what's fun day. now is do you have urine i have urine Oh my, um, goodness. The, oh, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. The thing that's fun now is that like all the companies are getting into gummies. So just yesterday I walked into the kitchen at work and Rachel had a bag of Twizzler gummies. I mean, weren't are Twizzlers those? gummies in general? No, these are so no, Twizzlers are weird. I hate Twizzlers. <gasps> Do you like them? Yes. <laughs> I always want to like them. Like when I see them, I'm like, I want to eat that. And then I try it and I'm like, ugh. So For the longest it's like time, waxy, if, man. That, I mean, I think that's why I like it. I did, have you never done those waxy, the, like the soda bottle things that were literally just wax? Yeah, with but some you don't eat those. You just drink it. the juicy stuff. Yeah, but it was cool to chew on it. Now you can eat it too. Twizzlers no, are ew. awesome. <laughs> They're insanely <laughs> good. Oh, no, you and then you, you ever wanted to off? eat the capsule of liquid? And then you <laughs> bu- bite the ends off and use it as straw no, sometimes? I hate Twizzlers. Oh. I really do not like them. No, I want to like them, but I never do. Yeah. But the Twizzlers gummies don't taste anything like Twizzlers, and they're actually very soft. They're like very okay. soft, chewy gummies. I have a problem with like different types of chewiness. So like I don't like... Do you have s- textures issues? Yeah, I don't like things that are like so sticky that they're in my teeth. Like I don't like dots. Those are like super yeah, sticky and do tacky. Dots. I don't even like Sour Patch Kids. A lot of people like <laughs> Sour Patch Kids. Those are just a little bit too sticky. They're not the worst or anything. They're way better than dots. But yeah, so I don't... really likes those. I really struggle with... Uh, hi, Mike st- had to run to Mike the bathroom. Hi, Becky. hi Becky. Becky. Do you want to come say hi on Mike's yes. mic? <laughs> I heard you go, oh, I thought something was wrong. I there he, is something wrong. Chrissy upset, just said she doesn't like, like Sour Patch Kids. I don't like Sour Patch Kids or Twizzlers. I don't. They're too... So let's talk about Twizzlers my... Twizzlers not my favorite. She but. said Twizzlers. I, Beck, here, you can steal my seat and you can combat her. Here. Have you had those like Twizzlers. stuffed Twizzlers? Yeah, those are better because they're softer. I like those, yeah. But I don't love them either. I like either. the softer ones. I don't like the like, straight Twizzlers. Like it's just too waxy. I'm I'm feeling pressured to sit here and face you on this. But what, what is you, I feel is like it the I Sour Patch Kids or the, the Twizzlers that you're upset about? <laughs> I'm upset about all of it. Though. No, I don't like that. <laughs> I do you know like I gummies. I can't yuck your yum. 
Yeah, it's and not yuck my yum. You're not yucking my yum. <laughs> yeah, you're just cool. saying that you don't. There's more Twizzlers for you out there in the world to eat. And what's annoying about them is I was telling Victor when I see them, I want to like them because they look like they're going to be fun. They look super fun. And then they're not. Twizzlers. <laughs> I feel the same way about like Twizzlers Bloody Marys. used to be my road trip snack. So when I would have to drive back to Pennsylvania from just kill Georgia, some Twizzlers. I would get Twizzlers. I used to eat a tremendous amount of Twizzlers too. You too, huh? Yeah. And the Sour Patch Kids. That's like that's the movie. That's the movie. They were never my big goat. draw. Yeah, Sour love Patch them. Kids. I love them. They're all right. Sour Patch Kids. You know what's best though? Out of those, uh, and I how do you feel about dots? Oh, no. Oh, no. I hate gross. them. Okay, those are gross. Those All are gross. they do is stick to your teeth. No, but you know what are awesome, which I hadn't seen in years, and then one of the kids, I don't know if it was for some holiday or party or whatever, they brought them home, and I'm like, I haven't, I didn't even know they made these anymore, and, but I didn't eat them because they were the kids. Twizzlers Nibs. Do you the little when, guys? Do you remember Nibs? Yeah, they're like the little, yeah, I don't like they those They were like either. this big. Do gross. you remember Nibs, Vic? Mm. Gross. I, the smaller something mm. delicious is, the more I can just put in my mouth at one time. Okay. So, so I gotta be careful. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to enter. I seriously thought that Victor was in That's trouble. That's how shocked Victor was about but my not liking <laughs> Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> so this is. A, I mean, you guys can't hear me. You'll have to reiterate this. But Sour Patch Kids is literally my favorite. They're your favorite. Oh, wow. Oh, All right. I'm sorry to rain on your so favorites. This is a podcast about fitness and health, right? Well, I walked in here and you guys uh, are talking yeah, about candy fits. We're talking about. Fits. So there's this, there's this football player that got interviewed recently. And oh, he eats. I saw yeah, this. he eats one yes. meal a day and Victor four bags me. of candy, four bags of gummies. I know, and I want to. And punch it reminded him in the us face. of somebody that we know, <laughs> who I also Wait, sometimes. Punch I was about to. Ask. <laughs> yeah, every time I'm he comes in here, he's today. like, "Wait till I'm wearing contacts." This morning, I had a whole roll of cinnamon rolls <laughs> and six bags uh, of candy. I'm yeah. Like, all right, well, do you have? Yeah. Do, do you guys? Do you have an an E rating on this? So I can say, fuck you. Oh, you can definitely. Yeah, we <laughs> drop F-bombs. We're good. Yeah, here. no one can censor me. I'm uncensorable. <laughs> <laughs> uncensorable. Yeah. Except for when it comes to Twizzlers and Sour Patch Kids and right. yucking my yum. They don't like them. I'm so sorry, everyone out there. What, what, is, your, okay. what is your candy? What's your... Um, I don't know if I have like a favorite candy. And I do like gummies. I just don't like the ones that are so sticky that they stick in my teeth. Right, right, right. Uh, so I like like a softer... I like, I like Lifesaver gummies. There's like a Lifesaver uh, Exotics. Yeah, those are good. So what I've found with the Skittles and Lifesavers, any any gummy that has followed the uh, the OG Haribo gummies, mm-hmm. is if I eat too many of those, they I don't know if it's the sweetness or how they make them or whatever, but that kind of makes me feel run down a little bit. Mm. Whereas the old school Haribo ones, which just I do love, don't, a Haribo I can eat gummy. the shit out of those. Well, Skitt- you just put Skittles in gummies. I don't know if well, anybody Skittles else makes Skittles is, gummies. That, that just have you not had Skittles gummies? Oh, Skittles gummies. Everybody yeah. makes gummies now. That's yeah. how we got on this. So Twizzlers now. makes Twizzlers gummies now. They don't taste anything like oh, I Twizzlers. Didn't know that. Well, yeah, no, I just Twizz- had them yesterday and they're super Twizzler, soft. Twizzlers are not They're not a gummy. gummy. No. Yeah. I licorice. agree. They're like a wax. So everybody's trying to make gummies. Anyone who likes black licorice, uh, that's weird too. Bleh. Yeah, I could yeah. never get into that. Yes, I am. I'm gonna yuck <laughs> everyone's yum about I've black okay. licorice. That's just Vic, nasty. You can attest to we yeah. we were we were out I, in the bar during Jaegermeister done right, And they have like a slight licorice taste to yeah, it. And it's like a licorice Ugh, uh, it's not a now name we have for like a licorice five spice or whatever it is. That, and so it, it, Italians do, make do I have anise to go get groceries cookies for lunch? And they have a slight black licorice taste to them, but they're still cookies. I mean, that sounds better than licorice. Yeah, no, this is not out of my chair again. Yeah. Gross. All right. Bye, back. Well, that was a fun little interruption. Nerds. <laughs> I thought you called nerds. And the nerd gummy clusters? What are the ropes? 
Oh, the nerd ropes too. Nerd I like the gummy clusters, but like in a rope. Yeah. yeah, I like all things nerds. Well, you eat like the nasty gummies too, though. I do. I eat weird shit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if you go to the store and you see they have like, you know, taco gummy or pizza gummy or it's just like gummies in the shapes so of actually, other things. Michael you, eats those. Do you actually like that, or is it kind of grown into like? No, I like them. Gummies are gummies. Oh, okay. Did you eat that giant like three foot long snake? Dear that God, I got that was you? the first thing I went for. Yeah. Gross. Yeah, that's yeah. Three foot I see, of, like, like thick gummy. The, I've tried great. to literally find like the what to me looks like the grossest gummy, and then I <laughs> buy that for Michael. Like the then giant, he eats it. Five pound gummy bear. Have you? I have bought him that before yeah. for his birthday, but he likes that. That's because yeah. it's his birthday. All the other times I'm trying to ruin his day, and I never do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the shape doesn't really throw me off. Me. A gummy is a gummy yeah. is a gummy, and I have been addicted to gummies since I was a kid living in Germany. Wow. Where the good gummies are. Where the good gummies Where are. Where the good gummies are. So they used to have these little shops. This was pre-COVID and all that. But like you go into these gummy shops. Mm, you just And then you gummies. give them that. They, they didn't have euros at that point. or all Deutschmarks. So you have your little metal coins. And you pay for them. You get a bag. And you scoop out of all the jars. And you get all these gummies that are just super fresh. I can fresh. just see little little Michael just scooping, oh, scooping goodness. gummies. Yeah. It was wonderful. I still uh, imaging him with muscles and just smaller. <laughs> Bald. And like, yeah. No Bald. hair. <laughs> Michael had cute curly hairs. I did. Oh. Not the little pube curls, too. Like, <laughs> big, beautiful curls. curls. <laughs> so, of course, the alopecia had to take them from me. <laughs> so, oh, my God. <laughs> so, going back on his... So, he ate these bag, couple bags of gummies... And then he would eat one meal. Yeah. I also like want to know what eight, he has PM. for his meal. That's what I said, Which too. I, I can resonate with that because I have a big somewhere. enough appetite to eat everything I need in, in one, one meal. meal. Yeah. Which I'd imagine he does, too. You can't operate at that high of an athletic That's level what without I was getting everything he say needs. Is like how? Because he's stacked. He is, he's got to be eating like and 200 grams of protein I saw him a on meal. a different oh, interview probably. talking about a max bench. And he had just told what he could bench. Um, and then another pro player who is a defensive lineman got on, but he's like a small statured defensive lineman. And, but he's like, is Aaron Donald. He's the number one defensive lineman in the NFL currently. And they asked him, ah, right? but they asked him about his bench. <laughs> They're like, what do you think you can, do you think you can bench as much as DK as this, right. as this guy? And he's like, oh, I could probably bench more. And DK was like, oh, oh yeah. Cause DK is pretty stacked. And he said, so they asked Aaron Donald, and he said, well, I bench about 500. And DK's eyes got so huge. He's like, can I change my answer from earlier? Because <laughs> he said he, ba- he maxes at 350. That's yeah. his, that he can Which bench is still respectable. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I feel like that guy's got just little, like, T-Rex arms. He's like, and one. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> if you see him, he's just built like a freaking truck shit house. Like, he's just huge, that dude. Um, anyway. Yeah, but, so his, his dinner meal is likely pretty well balanced. Yeah. Good lean proteins, veggies, so whatever. I feel like this also, though, goes into what we were talking about, about spacing out the proteins and how I guess it doesn't really matter all no, that much. And, and again, anytime I've talked about spacing out the protein to maximize leucine threshold, et cetera, et cetera, or muscle protein synthesis, that's to, to maximize muscle gains and not leave any muscle gains on the table. But he's also in his routine. He's working out. He's working out. He's probably not putting on much more muscle at, at this point. And even if he is, he's just doing it slowly, which is fine. So that's, that's a matter of a small percentage better. So your total protein for the day is going to be more important um, that you can do consistently. It's more important than, than fine-tuning it to get that extra few percent. And being that he's a football player and runs like crazy, yeah. lifts ridiculously, trains 
I can't even imagine how many calories how many calories are in a bag of gummies. Like I don't know, usually I don't about know if it's a big ass bag. A, a standard size bag is usually about five to seven hundred calories. So he's eating three of those that he said, right? right. So it's not really that four. much. So it's fifteen hundred calories. I mean two thousand on yeah. the day he's let's, yeah. let's call it two thousand calories, plus he's getting a five hundred calorie, you know, coffee beverage. Coffee, yeah. Twenty five hundred calories. He's working out, working out twice meal. a day. He's also a big guy. Yeah. And probably, then, he's probably about 5,000 calories a day that he, that he consumes. Yeah, which he probably Somewhere burns between four easily. four and five, depending on how, yeah. how nutrient-dense his dinner is and whether or not that's the lower calorie. I wonder if he eats two bags in the afternoon, has dinner, and then has two bags for dessert, because that's how I would do it. There would definitely I, it be a dessert. It sounded like he just sort of ate the few bags in, in the sitting, but I, I could be off on that. As a but yeah, meal. that makes sense, because I, I like I a dessert gonna, topper. We're going to have to have a, some kind of something after the dinner, yeah. you know? Yeah. We I don't understand this DK. process at all. Like I really want to know what a meat what because I when he said that I I was like oh the fitness side of us talking kicked in and I was like oh what's his meal and then he never went over what, how old what he is he eats years definitely years in There's his thirties probably maybe? no he's, younger than no, that no if he's in his thirties he wouldn't be in the NFL anymore because that's how that rolls oh uh, so he's in his twenties yes he's yeah, in his twenties he's in his twenties he's an elite athlete yeah he's, he's got he's maximal high testosterone on the, the genetic right uh, potential there for yeah. sure his calorie partitioning is probably on point, which is what your body decides to do with the calories you take in. Um, and honestly, gummies don't have any fat in them at all. Yeah. So it's you not know what like doesn't? Animal crackers. <laughs> so if he's working out... If 25. Yeah. So if he's getting 25. two workouts in the morning, and then he's eating three or four bags of candy sometime after that point, like... He's depleted glycogen stores, you know, carbs stored in your muscle for energy. So he's eating a shit ton of carbs at that he's point. He's just fueling himself. So the body's candy. taking those carbs and doing good things with them. Now, who knows if, if long term taking in 200 plus grams of sugar a day for him is going to have any detrimental effects, but he's not going to feel them at this point. That's in his also life. what I wanted to ask is because I, I kind of had this thought process with you is what other effects does eating that much? Gummies and candy. I think you I, have I, I on forget the body. who it was. I, I think it was Alan Ericon or something that put out. Yeah. that put out a study. I can't remember if it was seventy-five grams or one hundred fifty grams of uh, carbohydrates taken in as sugar in in this particular study. Then started to show some some negative um, effects on like inflammation markers and and blood glucose levels, et cetera, et cetera. What so, about diabetes. What about it? Does it not increase your chances of giving yourself diabetes? No. I not, don't think nothing so. Nothing that I've seen does. That's, that's going to be more of a insulin resistance and, and being overweight type thing. If you're healthy and active and taking a lot of sugar, the, still the chances of you becoming diabetic at a healthy body fat level and good lean body mass level is insanely unlikely. So it's just. I'm just curious. So like he may, just, he may be taking yeah, enough sugar that on a, a regular kid, basis right? to cause a bunch of sugar, issues, and they're like, "Don't eat a bunch of sugar, you're going to be diabetic." And you're like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What does that mean to a child? No, yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll take the sugar, please. Yeah. Yeah. It was just so wild, and I li- immediately, as soon as I saw it, I was like, "It's Michael." <laughs> yeah, that guy's like eating my dream diet. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> I, really, you only want to eat one meal a day. I I enjoy. Well, I've and, and getting treats throughout the day. It's not yeah. just you're eating I, I one might, I get, I get a, a delicious Starbucks coffee, apparently, and I get to eat a bunch of candy, and then I eat one meal but a day. I think what I think we're missing out on. You guys miss out on this with me, too. It's the activity levels well, that, I'm not, that they're Well, I'm doing. not hating on his activity levels. Obviously, he has to have high activity levels to counter this. I'm just yeah. saying that I wish that I could do that, but I don't think I could eat all of my nutrients in one meal. Like, I don't think I could stomach and it. That's, and that's I think that becomes problem. my problem. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to do... I mean, I... Because... 
I, I honestly, I, it sounds like that's. I the, could do what he's doing if I could split it. He's two naturally meals. found himself the balance that that works kind of for works him, for him. Yeah. yeah, and so for me, that is kind of my ideal diet because I get the the junk food I need. I have a huge appetite, so putting it off but getting enough to tide me over till dinner, where at the end of the day I get a huge ass meal, so I'm not going to be craving shit for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Everything fits in my calorie markers, my protein markers. Yeah, I bet that's why he doesn't get so hungry in the early morning too, is that he eats such a big ass meal at night. Correct. You know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and there's a, I mean, you also just sort of get there's so many questions. I have so many questions. I literally could but talk see, th- about this. This is for why hours. I eat so weird, though. I, I have to eat around my appetite and I have to find ways to suppress my appetite. And so, whether or not that's coming up with hard and fast rules where I'll do my coffee now and then I don't really eat my, my first meal until after I work out. And that differs in size. I don't do too. that either. I, as soon as I eat my first meal, I just want to take a nap. So, for me, if I've worked out prior to that, my first meal energizes me. It, it doesn't matter how big it is. Mm-hmm, like me too. I'm, I'm it doesn't make up, me want to take up. a nap. Yeah. But if I eat before I work out, I very much don't want to work out. Correct. I'm having food 100%. issues currently. Tell me about I mean, your food probably, issues. Well, I'm just just eating. It. Yeah, maybe this is this is probably relatable for a lot of people. I'm sure it so is. So I'm having a lot of eating issues currently. So I've tried this. I don't eat in the morning. I wasn't eating breakfast for a while. Right. Um, and I'm trying. I'm still playing. I'm still learning through yeah. all of this. And I have. There's times where I'm like, oh, this works really well, and then it doesn't. And then it doesn't. I was yeah. all the time. Yeah. So I I was not eating, and so I'm still trying to just wait in the morning and not eat until like I push it off as long as I can. But then are you I, like ravenously hungry? And I can't stop eating. Yeah, that happens to me sometimes. <laughs> so there's like, a balance. You need to beat that that ravenous portion, and honestly, it helps. There's a, a visualization thing that is apparently pretty pretty helpful where you start to visualize what... Me, myself eating food? That's the problem. No, yes. I no, <laughs> no. You have your meal set, so you visualize that meal that you're going to have at this set time, and having that visualization process can help negate the, the cravings as much. And then you all, if you have the meal set, you know what you're going to eat, and then you eat it, and then you move on from that. Whereas if you, one, don't have it planned out or haven't visualized that meal and or wait until the last second when you are ravenous, now you've always got these, these hunger markers that are, that are kind of propelling you forward. So there's a balance to it. And I, I don't like the mindset of putting it off as long as I can. I like the mindset of putting it off until I'm hungry. Yeah, you, that's you, it. you can't let yourself get super hungry. First of all, science experiment yourself, man. Screw with things. Change stuff, right? Yeah. So try eating something really small in the morning and see what that does for you. <clears throat> or try... Just setting a certain amount of hours. To say I woke up at 9, I'm going to wait 4 hours to eat. And then eat at 4 hours and oh, see how you feel. Fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mess with the thing. So what I did do is I went back to... Because I w- remember I was talking about it for weeks. I was doing pork chops and eggs forever. Yeah. God, that makes me want pork chops and eggs. Yo. Immediately. They had pork tenderloins <laughs> uh, well. mm-hmm. on sale, cheap. So I got a bunch of pork tenderloins. Mm-hmm. So I just was like, well, let me do this again. Because I haven't done that in a while. So I got the pork and eggs and I ate that as my first meal. Mm-hmm. And I've come to realize, I think, for now, at least in this phase, because it changes all the time, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So for anybody listening, you're not alone. Like shit that worked for me throughout this process is like now not working. And I'm like, fuck, now yeah. what? Because I don't know how to change and adapt. Yeah. And so trying to learn how to change and adapt is frustrating because and because I feel like I'm not doing it as well as I was, and it's worked so well for this past year. Now it's like my brain's different, or I'm at a different place, so it's harder now or weirder now. Brain so, does look a little different. Thanks, I appreciate that. <laughs> um, it's much more handsome now, and <laughs> the uh, 
the casing is getting worse, but the brain itself is... The casing. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, prove me wrong. My meat suit. <laughs> um, but I've gone back to the pork chops and eggs, and I feel like what is actually helping is whatever that first meal is, depending on what... doesn't matter what time it is, whatever that meal is has to be Breakfast-y? really high in protein. <laughs> yeah. has to be super high in protein and really low count. Like, I have to set myself up really well. Because what I was... I was doing cereal because... We talk about cereal, all the time. cereal but I'm hungry cereal. like one hour later. Yeah. yeah and it's, it's not super, even yeah. when I, I make it protein, protein cereal, me too. It's, it's still not the same. Yeah. And I, exactly. It's not as fulfilling for as long and it's super hot calorie dense. So I'm always starting, instead of starting with like three to 500 calories, it's like five to 800 calories mm-hmm. for a bowl of cereal. Right. I, I, I've started going through like a, a couple of different meal options. So I have feel kind of flexibility. So I like either my breakfast sandwich for my first meal of the day. Um, or I like my protein oatmeal for the first meal a day. So I kind of have that option back yeah. and forth. Or, I, I, or a couple of pounds dip- of cinnamon rolls. You know, I'll do that too sometimes. I think you're right, Victor. So I think like starting your first meal, first of all, not waiting until you're like super ravenous to do it. And making your first meal an intelligent choice, stacking your protein heavy, you know, so try to get the most bang for your bucket of that meal. That way, whatever happens with the rest of the day, you haven't really like blown all your no. calories, you know? And maybe that will help you kind of control your appetite a little bit more. I've found eggs help cut down on almost any craving I have. I love so whether egg. it's hard boiled or not, but my my breakfast sandwich in the morning has I think sixty grams of protein. When I do that pork, the pork chops because it's the lean pork chops, mm-hmm. like which I'm finding easier to eat than chicken, and That's they're so about the same. Yeah, I really enjoy pork, and I think I really like it too because my kids like or my son Casey really likes pork, and so it's really easy to get him to eat that over chicken. Like they both like chicken, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I feel like after a while, you're just like, I don't want chicken anymore. I, hear like, I don't so trust pork though, because you know pigs can't sweat, and that seems sketchy. Do chickens sweat, Michael? Absolutely, they do. I think you're lying. <laughs> 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 I was not sure where you were going Me with neither. that. If it was going further, I, for the record, the I didn't setup. know where I was going with that. <laughs> I, if if we were on video, you could have seen my face. I was so puzzled, <laughs> eyes were wide, staring at him, going, "What's happening? Where are we going with this?" That they was don't the moment, sweat and they can't fly. That I'm was out. the moment I knew I needed to ride it out just a few seconds longer, <laughs> just a little bit longer, <laughs> make him squirm just a little bit longer. Um. But yeah, the, so uh, yeah, setting up the pork has been really easy. It cooks quick, yeah, super quick. Slices. I, I bought the tenderloin. I sliced it up into little like medallion sized mm-hmm, chops mm-hmm. and threw it in the skillet. And I did the same thing. I do put a ton of seasoning, salt, blah blah blah, and then uh, that's take the meat out, let it rest. And while that's resting, I cook the eggs in it, the egg whites. Nice. And it comes out awesome. And it's super calorie friendly because I do nine tablespoons of egg whites, which is 60 calories, I think. Yeah, egg whites are like nothing. And it's... I, just, I like whole eggs. I like but whole it's like eggs. 60 calories and like uh, 15 grams of protein. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I'm like... Psh. And... <laughs> psh, I'm like... Psh, psh. <laughs> That's exactly what I do. Every time I'm like... Psh, as I'm making it, that's yeah. what I do. And the, the uh, pork is really lean, so it's pretty equivalent to chicken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, that meal comes out, if I do like four ounces of pork, or I usually do maybe six or something. But it's like 400 calories for the meal, and it's like 70 grams of protein. Yeah. It's oh, awesome. So you, you got me by 10 grams. Fine. Mm, damn. It's awesome. I mean, it's, I, I, really, I really enjoy it. And the, the difference is the calorie difference. The egg, the, the yolks 
are so calorie dense. Now, there's not a lot of good nutrients in, in an egg yolk. Also, that's the delicious part, but whatever. Correct. Uh, yeah. yeah. I really like egg whites. I, really, I mean, I they're do. kind of like they're all right. They really like them too, take, but you, they take, the take on whatever flavor, flavor you're putting you in there. Yeah, in I just I like the the helpful. vitamins and minerals from the egg yolk. I do like the taste from the egg yolk. I mean, I do that too. So that's that's actually one of, has been one of my traveling hacks for me. Go driving up to Hilton Head all the time. I need to stop somewhere and get food. I don't want to spend a fortune. I don't want to eat crappy and eat Burger King, and I can't stop at Wendy's anymore because the chicken fillet is gone. <laughs> God, <laughs> man, stupid chicken fillet, Wendy's people. I feel like we should start a movement. Probably I know, should. I thought that too. Like maybe we can like sign. Yeah, let's get uh, a petition going. A petition, Bring back the yeah. chicken fillet. Absolutely. Anyway, um, so since that's not an option, I stop at a Harris Teeter, and they have a salad bar there, and it's by weight. So I just grab one of the small things, and they have grilled chicken on it, and I just load up a bunch of grilled chicken, mm. and they have. Hard-boiled eggs. So nice. grab two hard-boiled eggs and a bunch of chicken. And is Harris Teeters like Whole Foods? Harris Teeters uh, is just, like I, just another... Ch- they're like a Kroger system. They are. Kroger oh, and them are on the same system. Kroger. But it's a better Kroger, essentially. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Harry Teets. Yeah. Ew, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the name of a grocery <laughs> store. <laughs> What's wrong with your Harry Teets? Um, Teets. But yeah, so I do that and I'll get like six ounces of chicken or so and the two eggs. And then I'm still in this big watermelon kick. So I'll stop. I'll get a big thing of watermelon. Yeah. And I mean, then that's Watermelon takes up space in a very low yeah. calorie way. I can put yeah. down some watermelon. I love me some watermelon. I know mm. you do. So good. All right. With that being said, we're going to leave you with the watermelon. Go get some watermelon. It's delicious. It's that time of year. And Go nutritious. Eat some watermelon. Yeah, it's good. Sort of. I mean, it keeps you from it eating. It can be worse. It's not not, you know. <laughs> you know <laughs> Fair. Fair. Um, check out Reels. They're fun to watch. Yeah, yes, if, you, if you come across some fun, like even barely fitness related Reels, if they remind you of Michael's way. diet, you know, whatever, send them to us. Because we some enjoy dude them. eating a giant box of cereal, I'll buy mm. uh, what? Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I just kind of want to make you eat random things. Yeah, I'm okay with that. If they're delicious random things. <laughs> in like the most random of ways. Yeah. <laughs> Can you eat an entire box of cereal only using chopsticks? Oh, wow. Oh, God. Three years later. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. I'm going to get you those you mini. You can't get have enough of seen, the milk in there like that. Have you seen the mini cereal that they're making now? We talked about that a while you back. You eat oh, that yeah. with chopsticks. Oh, <laughs> so... Quick funny story before I end things. I used to do game shows. We've talked about this where I traveled and mm-hmm. I did a family feud version at a college. And we did uh, the, the the top five uh, answers on the board are, and the question is, uh, things that are hard to eat with chopsticks. Oh, fun. <laughs> and the first person goes, rice. Like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends on the rice, but I mean, people do be eating rice. With that, chopsticks. I mean, that's right. like the number one staple of people yeah. with, of yeah, right. culture. Yeah, with that's chopsticks. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't on the board. It wasn't on the board. Dang, no. shocking. All right. What would shocking. you guys think? What do you guys think? Top things. Top things now I can't get cereal out of my head. Yeah, that's right. on that. I was cereal on the board. Is that's definitely hard to eat with chopsticks. That's what made me think about it. I feel like anything like I don't know. I'm gonna start eating my gummies with chopsticks. That would be easy. Eat everything with chopsticks from yeah. now on. Well, a steak. Every, Is cereal. eating a steak with yeah, chopsticks steak hard? Was on. But people cut it up and you do yeah, eat steak, like, but that yeah. was on there, yeah. Um, what else is hard to do? Because I don't have a knife in the snare, right? I only have chopsticks? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You only have chopsticks. <laughs> I think I'll pass on the steak. Yeah. <laughs> it's a steaksicle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Steak on a stick. I'd eat that. Um, um, 
I don't know, hot dogs, burgers, all sorts of things are weird to eat with chopsticks. With chopsticks, yeah. yeah. The other things that were on there, were, everybody was like little stuff that was hard to pick up. Yeah. Peas, M&M's. Peas. Was on there. M&M's. M&M's. <laughs> oh. Those are round and weird. Ra- they're yeah. super and not squishy that you could even like, oh, that would probably be tough. That would be funny, actually. Whew. I like that one. Go eat some M&M's with some chopsticks, people, and tell yeah. us how it is. Follow us for more life fitness hits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got you. If you're listening and you got this far. You really want to stretch out your bag of M&M's. That's <laughs> right. Eat Subscribe. Them with chopsticks. We appreciate you guys for another episode. We'll be back next week. Love you. Bye. Chicky stop shift. Okay, goodbye.